Welcome back to the Frustrated Fans. Frustrated Fans, stealing your rose-colored glasses one franchise at a time. I'm Pete. I'm Jeremy, and it's showtime! Oh, great. You just summoned the giant robot. Is that that earthquake, or is that just California falling into the ocean again? A <laughs> uh, little column A, little column B. Well, if he comes to Missouri, we're well and truly screwed, because uh, New Ma- Madrid is arguably a more dangerous... Another fault line. Not my fault. <sighs> <laughs> we need to have at least one. I must have one moment per episode where I just get you to go, ugh. <laughs> yeah, you tend to do that. Um, hey, I stick to what I'm good with. You do. I try. Anyway, moving on. So, folks, we're uh, still coordinating our Dragon Ball Z watch, and it'll eventually come when we feel like it. Um, but for now, as promised, we're going to watch um, what we watched the big O, what Toonami called Batman with Giant Robots. It's an accurate description. Yep, it kind of is. It's a little, um, though, later on it gets a little bit more mind-screwy than Batman ever did. Well, it would be like if every Batman episode was a Scarecrow episode. And had a long, overarching plot. Yeah. So, believe it or not, um, this series didn't last in Japan. Yeah, designer Kate uh, Ishato and director... I'm sorry if I'm sorry your name's name is Kazuzi Kariyama for Sunrise. They built this series. Um, it was a one, only lasted one season over in Japan. But Cartoon Network bought it up for uh, partnering with Funimation, bought it up. Cartoon Network uh, sponsored it to come over here, and uh, not only did it do well, it did well enough to that Cartoon Network spent its own money to sponsor a second season. Yeah, this is a rare anime that did better than in America than it did in its home country. To be fair, giant robot animes are kind of a dime a dozen. Yeah, for every anime we get, good or bad, there's probably at least five more back in Japan. Yeah. That do not cross over. So, that should say a lot. Now... What was your experience uh, when this came out? Um, I remember seeing either the first or second episode on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Way back when I was in high school. When when did well, this first originally ran on Cartoon Network in, uh, yeah, the year we graduated high school. Early January 2003. Or two, uh, that's season two. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. No, this, this started... Uh, it says original run. I'm assuming this is Japan. Was 99 uh, October 99 to January 2000 and started in it, 2001 yeah. in in okay. stateside. Yep. Well, so yep, that's uh, definitely while I was still in high school. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember what I saw. I thought was neat. I'm like, okay, it's a giant robot. It kind of looks like Batman. Yeah, that you was know, the big it, the big tagline. This is Batman with giant robots. Yep. And I remember hearing that, and I, I decided to take them at their word, like, this is literally Japan, Japan making Batman with giant robots, because, hey, if it works for Spider-Man, and yes, folks, 
there's a Spider-Man Japanese series. With giant robots? Oh, yes. Live action, even. Wait, this sounds familiar. Was it, is, is, wasn't it notoriously bad? Yeah. But, you know, okay. so, but it definitely crosses into the so bad it's, it's entertaining territory. Because why wouldn't Spider-Man have a giant robot? Is it a giant spider robot? No, man. It's a it's a humanoid robot. Oh, okay. So the producer of Wild Wild West was not involved with it. No. But I approve of your reference. Thank you. So I can... Uh, Go ahead. Uh, so I didn't see much of it when it was on Toonami. Like I said, I remember seeing pieces. Of, I think it was like the first or second episode. Um, but when it hit Adult Swim... I started watching it more because I watched almost every anime on Adult Swim, you know, a certain show that starts with an I not included. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot of anime. Yep. Um, and, yeah, for a while, Adult Swim was picking some random stuff and some good stuff, and in the case um, of Blue Gender, some really weird, bizarre stuff. And some really uh, terrible stuff like Wolf's Rain. Yep, or really boring stuff such as Witch Hunter Robin. And let's not even bring up Super Milk Chan. I don't even remember that. That was a bizarre cartoon. That was very adult. <laughs> yeah, it was Japanese. Yep. And then there was Kick Kiter, which was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah, when this showed up on Adult Swim, I started watching it, and then when the second season appeared, you know, like started airing. I liked that as well, and I was like, I remember after watching some of the second season, and then it like looped back to like the original first few episodes. Mm-hmm. I went, "Wow, the animation jumped in season two. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah! <laughs> like, holy well, crap, they got a budget. When the Americans took over, produ- uh, help sponsor production, things definitely got better. Yeah, well, I mean, it, production wise, season... story wise, yeah. kind of got still stayed kind of weird. Yeah, we'll I mean, season one looks fine. Like, I mean, it has like this nice style look to it. But with season two, you can tell that the budget like just jumped through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, the series opens with um, we're told we're told about a giant uh, the event. I guess is the best way to put it. Point some sort of event some forty years ago, basically erased humankind's memory from uh, everybody, just basically everyone waking up at that point didn't know who they were or what they did for a living or anything else. There was some ingrained knowledge where, like, maybe they had something of their former lives, but they basically had to adapt. And uh, we pick up 40 years later, and we're following what's known as a negotiator. That's a Yeah, that's a weird title for this. He's a... I would be better to say he's a private investigator. Slash mediator. He's a bit of a dick. And mediator. Yeah, kind of a dick too. (laughs) And we follow Roger Smith, who has a... He's supposed to kind of... He definitely takes off that Bruce Wayne debonair. And he has a giant city-smashing robot called Big O. Yep. The whole show has, like, kind of a cool, like, film noir style to it. Oh, God, Yes. And it's like multiple points where it's like, of all the giant robots in all the cities, <laughs> she just had to walk into mine. It's funny you mention that because one of the major, there, one of the major female characters, Angel, is pretty much that incarnate. Hmm. She, 
Yeah, uh, we're spoiling here the full series, folks, here, but it ends up being Angel is kind of the god of the world in human form. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. So, yeah, that's where it gets weird at the end of the second season. And, um... Uh, but... For, if you... Can, if you can put aside the weird storytelling, it's a lot of... The show is a lot of fun. Um... Basically, there's a sense of mystery almost to every episode as Roger goes around what's known as Paradigm City and tries to figure out what something that's gone wrong wrong that he has to fix and um when inevitably some sort of giant other giant robot or creature shows up he calls out big o which is very big and why is it big o we have no idea neither do i i mean the um we're told in the second season that uh these giant robots are known as collectively as megaduces, or if you if you're borrow, if you're reading the Latin mega gods, and each of these giant robots seeks out a pilot known as a dominus. And the idea is the collective idea is that these are the power of God wielded by man. Yeah. Okay. That, that's <laughs> fine. Um. <laughs> So, but the series for what it is, is it's, it's still, it's so, I mean, Lee, I don't watch it for the plot. I watch it for the Art Deco, the glorious soundtrack. The soundtrack is very good. I, I think I have the season two soundtrack on CD. I need to find it. I mean, it just oozes atmosphere out of every pore and it's totally <laughs> worth it. In my humble opinion. Again, getting around the kind of weird story is a big part of it, though. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think the last time I saw this show was during its initial run on Adult Swim, which is like 2003, 2004. It's been more than 10 years, yeah. It's been a while. I I have it on DVD. I ha- So I had season two on DVD, but I literally it just sat there and I ended up selling it to help pay for Gungrave on DVD, which I've watched like a billion times at this point. Okay. Um, well, so we're going just... to <laughs> get to the actual plot of the pilot after our first break. Sounds good. So our story begins with Roger narrating, as he always does on practically every episode, um, about how he's Paradigm City's top negotiator. And he performs a much-needed service in the city of Amnesia. Um, as his very sleek black car drives up to a, a, well, basically a ransom exchange. It's the big O-mobile. So, he gets there and he walks out in black sunglasses. And you know what? He makes us look good. Oh, come on. Men in black, anyone? Oh. Hang on, I need to dust off that reference there. I know. Careful, it's an antique. (laughs) 
Um, and we get a, a fun moment where Roger, so like the people who kidnapped this girl Dorothy leave, and Roger finds out that Dorothy is a robot and oh, who has not had enough sleep. Yeah, who has these weird like <laughs> dark bags under her eyes for every some time reason. we see her on screen, pretty much. Yep. So, um, maybe it's supposed to be like shadow or something like. Uh, maybe I think it, the idea is it's supposed to give you the idea that she's not human. Well, it's yeah. obvious. Yeah, this city is. If the, if the pale white skin was no, it wasn't a dead giveaway. Right. <laughs> so it it's implied. Um, yeah, androids live alongside people in this city, but if you watch the whole series, they're not very present. They exist, but they're kind of rare. And so Roger, when he finds out he's been had presses a button, and all of a sudden his rocket-powered remote control briefcase containing money <laughs> flies out of the car and just flies across the sky. And here's where we meet our not-quite-Joker. Um, he's called Jason Beck. Uh, this guy wears a yellow suit, and he's a criminal who concerns himself high-class, who, in his own words, quote, uh, never does the same crime twice. He considers it bad professional courtesy. What if I have a feeling he's more like a parody of Lupin the Third? You know, after seeing this Lupin the Third years ago, I kind of agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jason's kind of disappointed that his now his all his precious money is now being distributed to the citizens of Paradigm City because his men stupidly shoot the briefcase that's flying through <laughs> the air and dump all of it. <laughs> Uh, Meanwhile, only, Benny Hill theme plays in the background. Only for uh, Dorothy's alleged father to drive up and berate Roger for getting the wrong girl back. So I have a question then. So Roger got the wrong girl. Whatever happened to the real Dorothy? Well, I think that's implied it's the bigger Dorothy. Oh. the That's the, the implication. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was like Roger got this robot, and he's like, "Well, guess the girl's dead. See you later." Um, well, if I had to guess, he's probably thinking that Beck's not Beck's smart enough to try again. Um, because you know he, they've still got the hostage, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So Dorothy shows up at Roger's house and basically says he wants she wants to strike a deal with him. Um, like for his protection because she's notably afraid the criminals are going to come after her, her again. And he's willing to put up with it for a little while at least. And so he takes her back to her alleged father's factory only to see her father's going to need a couple of band-aids. Uh, he, he got shot a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> there's blood on the glass surrounding the office he's in. And... So long, character whose name I can't remember. You won't be really missed very much. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Sodano. Huh. Oh. So, um, yeah. Sonolo passes away, and Roger, and Roger and Dorothy are now fired upon by Beck's minions. So, while he's ducking for cover, he asks Dorothy, Since you're an android, did you mind taking their fire? <laughs> yeah. And by, do you mind... We mean he just pushes her out onto a railing and goes, Here, draw their rockets. <laughs> <laughs> and she because starts Roger's a dick. <laughs> running along the, the catalogs of the factory. Well, Roger taps into his ever present watch. Um, 
which apparently not one one calls Big O as we find out later, um, but remotely control... controls his car, which then fires rockets. We're told in the series also he doesn't carry a weapon, but his car sure does. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I don't carry a gun, but I do have rocket launchers in my car and and machine guns in a later episode. <laughs> it's the Batmobile, okay? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So yeah, he kind of blows up the the thieves. Don't worry, they're okay. They they're fine. They're, they're, they're only they're mostly chipping. dead. <laughs> they're only mostly dead, and not yeah. all dead. I can't do the princess part. Sorry, <laughs> you're better at it than I am. At least that. <laughs> and when Roger leaves, they go have fun storming the castle. So yeah, after they finish off, I mean, only and injure so- the bad guys. And then suddenly, there's a giant robot roaming through the city because okay, uh, yeah, this giant robot's going after uh, the mint, Paradise and it city. starts um having unwanted. Uh, How did you put this? Um, forceful relations with the building. <laughs> uh, no, that's not how I was getting at. How you describe the design of the giant robot? Oh, crab people, <laughs> crab people. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait till the second South Park game comes out. It's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> Crab robot. Well, no, okay, yeah. Minor tangent here, folks. There is a point where you, in the first, the stick of truth, where you encounter the crab people, and uh, going to the game's maturity and humor, you can fart on them, and one of them goes, "Ah, we had no concept of scent before now." I thought it was funny. Anyway, back to the giant city smashing robots. So Roger basically says Dorothy tells Dorothy to stay in the car, and he summons Big O. And um, I I want to point out that Ma- uh, Major Dawson, who it, we'll get to his character, it, the city the, the the city never really put the the cops never really put it together that Roger drives Big O, and I have to wonder why. Oh, they never really see him boarding, go no. in, you know, boarding Big O, and they can't really see inside of it or anything, so, you no. know. No, but, I mean, Dawson does figure it out by the end. So, we're also told Roger boards Big O and smacks the crap out of Dorothy, Dorothy One, the giant crab people robot, who withdraws yep. her tentacles from the mint to... Oh, you... <laughs> Bow chicka bow wow. And Big O uses its piston powered punch and blows a hole right through the middle of Dorothy. Oh my. And that ends the first episode. And the giant robot goes, Stop fisting me! Okay. All at once! Yes. Something like that, and, uh, yeah, but the problem is, is that its wreckage is now about to fall on Dorothy, who got out of the car. And just stands there holding up her arm, staring at it, and, Well, I think uh, it's the implication is she's connected to Dorothy 1, somehow. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> the, what's his name again? Dostin? Dostin. Dostin tries dragging her away, but she's a robot and won't move, which makes me wonder how the... Criminals in the beginning were able to kidnap her in the first place if, you know... Very giant magnets. Very giant... I'm totally serious, because Beck uses that in later episodes. Oh yeah, that does sound familiar. 
So, Dorothy, in the second episode, starts with Dustin having been protected by Roger and Big O, and wondering where the hell Dorothy got to. Well, Dorothy one just kind of lays there, bleeding, destroyed. <laughs> um, so we we don't see what the cops do with the giant destroyed Smash robot, but okay, I'm not sure what you do with it. That that was never addressed in Power Rangers, actually, either, was it? What? What? Oh well, they destroyed monsters that exploded. Oh right, there's always exploded. I forgot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there just sparks the, flew everywhere. Dorothy disappears. Roger goes home to find Dawson waiting for him, and the two have a conversation that reveals Roger was once a police officer, part of the quote, military police. Mm. And Dawson's like, Dawson at one point calls him lieutenant, and he's like, "Don't, I'm Roger now." <laughs> so, I mean, the whole point of the series, and Dawson goes, "Roger that." <laughs> whole point of the scene is very Casablanca reminiscent where uh, just to kind of establish it to his friends and co-workers that you know kind of like a not quite Lucius Fox but not and certainly not Alfred because we already have an Alfred in the series um, but the idea is they're friends that they're going to help each other out I, I look at him kind of like uh, Harvey Bullock that's a good yeah that'll work yeah. because he, he's not happy when Big O shows up. Ever. Which doesn't make much sense. Like, we can't destroy this thing. Giant robot appears and destroys it. How dare you show up and destroy that that evil robot? Well, you like, did notice how much Big O destroyed in the original fight here, right? I'm pretty sure if the evil robot was left to its own devices, it would have created a lot more collateral damage. I don't know about that. It was just going after plates. Wasn't uh, doing much else. I mean, yes, it was focused on one building, but once, you know, it ended up being like throwing a hot dog down a hallway in that building, it probably would have moved on to start raping another one. Wow, that um, escalated quickly. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going to have to make me censor some of this today. <laughs> um, it probably would have destroyed other buildings after wrecking that one. Okay, but Big O literally body slams this thing into another building, to the point we see the building... Hey, yeah. in order to k- destroy a, bro- a giant robot, you have to break a few eggs. <laughs> and a few innocent people alongside. Well, oh, then maybe, look, they're, maybe they were in the, you know what, they were in the abandoned building district. Maybe people just, you know what, it's a city of amnesia. I bet you all the people in that building forgot to go to work that day. Mm. So Zack Snyder isn't in the corner breathing heavily to this, is he? <laughs> I, God, I hope not. <laughs> no more than Michael Bay. Um, no, there weren't enough explosions. <laughs> and there there are uh, well-treated female characters in this. Michael Bay had nothing to do with oh, it. Oh, God, you're right. And then Dan's x too. Yeah, folks, <laughs> I said it. He's not exactly great with his female characters either. The only good one he's ever made was Gorgo in 300. And even then, that was pretty damn disturbing. But while I get my rants on Zack Snyder out, we're going to take another break. Sounds good. So we pick up, and Roger's just uh, talking with one of his sources when he sees Dorothy out with Tim Rainwhite. Apparently he's named in the Wikipedia article here, but he's not named in... I don't remember his name in the actual episode. Just that it was her quote-quote grandfather. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So, 
Roger basically fi fi figures out about that uh, either one of these two old creepy men basically built Dorothy from remembered memories from 40 years ago. Okay. And this is whole our entrance into what are what's in all these memories, this lost technology that no one seems to know about. So Jason Beck shows up again at the club where Dorothy, Roger, and the not grandfather is, and just straight up shoots up Rainwright, takes him hostage, grabs Dorothy, and uh, try and take basically runs off with her, giggling like like a moron after he chases Roger. Yeah, hmm. he, he's very flamboyant. Like, so, so, so far, he has succeeded in kidnapping a robot twice, killing a defenseless old man, and temporarily incapacitating the main hero. Killing two defenseless old men. Oh, okay. Well, no, his thugs did the first one. Hey, hey, the buck has to stop with somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, after Roger comes to and talks to Dawson about what's going on, Dorothy, the big, bigger crab people, Dorothy's back, and revealed to be piloted by Beck, using a van. It still has a, it still has a giant hole in it. Yeah, and it's apparently able to move. Yeah. I mean, to quote, uh, I mean, this is straight out of, like, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. <laughs> I mean, crap, Look man, at that I'm no doctor or anything, but... That's his hole, that's his stomach plug back there. <laughs> I love that movie. We may That's just want to. We may have to do an episode of that movie for S and G's. Oh heck yeah! Especially when the movie. sequel allegedly is going to come out. They're making a sequel to that. Oh yes, that was announced like last year. Oh, awesome! I mean, crap, man. Iron Claws hurt. <laughs> Beware when he plays the song about big butts. He hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> if any of our three listeners have not seen that movie, pause the episode now, buy it, and go watch it. I have it's funny. I have that movie on VHS. DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I need to buy the DVD. Oh, that was a great movie. <laughs> I need go for He this. left with some nuts. <laughs> oh, that's God. a lot of nuts. <laughs> and the entire episode of this podcast just broke down into quotes, didn't it? Yep, and just or the part where he fights a, a CGI cow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so Dorothy wins back. Roger summons Big O again and beats the crap out of it, even smashing its faceplate. And he's about to finish it off when uh, he notices He's... Dorothy has been plugged into its central core. Face. Oh my. And, uh, then it wraps up Big O in tentacles. Go oh, on. my! And it's giving him a big hug. Yeah, can't make Give one out of that one. Give me a hug! <laughs> really? <laughs> so, um, Roger basically climbs right out of Big O and pulls Dorothy out by force, which deactivates the big crab people robot and electrifies Beck in his in his helmet. Yep. <laughs> so then he takes Dorothy back inside Big O. They go find Beck's van, <laughs> grab it with the giant robot, and drop it right in front of police headquarters. Beck should be chunky salsa from that. 
<laughs> well, it's, maybe he'll just end up like Luthor in that in the uh, Superman Doomsday movie, and he'll just be in a whole body cast. <laughs> oh, it's Superman! Yay! <laughs> oh, that, do. that was Superman Brainiac attacks. Uh, no, that that doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. The the the, the first direct to DVD animated Superman movie outside of those old ones, or yeah, direct to DVD Superman movie was Su- Superman Doomsday. There was nothing before that. Oh, okay. Yep. So that, the show now ends... stupid now stupid man Brainiac attacks. That was a thing. The show ends with. Um, <laughs> Basically, back in jail, and Dorothy basically goes back to Roger and offers to be his assistant. His maid. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to say it, but yeah. Um, and, in order uh, to pay him back for her, his protection. Yep, and Roger says, the first rule is you must wear black. And she looks at his butler, who I keep forgetting the Norman. name of. Norman, okay. Um, and she then looks at Roger. Who's wearing and... black. Who's wearing black Mostly and gray black. and yeah. dark gray? Because he only works in black and sometimes very dark gray. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the episodes to come literally has him change the color of the car to red, and it's so like what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is the big O, and you know what? It still holds up after all these years. Yeah, it's still good. The writing is no. interesting. The mystery, we don't know quite what's going on, but there's definitely something bigger at uh, bigger at work. The giant robots thing that kept me coming back for... Uh, folks, I have a weakness for giant robots. It's what kept me watching Power Rangers a lot longer than I should have. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this I, I really like this series. The design is good. The writing may not be great, but the voice acting is good because it's Steve Bloom. Yep, we got Steve Bloom as Roger Smith. I mean, there's other big ones like Wendy Lee, who plays Angel, which, by the way, both of them were in Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there were some good voice actors in this show. Yeah. And, no, no, this show has actually aged pretty well. And I like, I, I kind of like shows like this one and like Cowboy Bebop that that have like a ending image. Like this one says, we have come to terms. And, mm-hmm. you know, like Cowboy Bebop would say, you know, see you space cowboy. I, I like stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. And unfortunately, there was supposed to be a third season, but the ratings kind of dropped off when it got weird. Yeah. It got weird. <laughs> um, but, uh. Uh, but the the series does end well, even if this ending is weird. It's it's implied Angel takes everything back in time to the start of the series, but ever literal but, reset button. Yeah, but she, she everybody kind of retains their memories and then just kind of start over. So so yeah, if you haven't picked it up, pick or at least folks give it a, give it a give it a cautionary watch. It's pretty good. So, assuming we can get Dragon Ball Z working next time, that'd be great. But what do you what do you want to do for backup? I picked this one, so. You know what? I say because you know a certain game came out twenty years ago this year. Um, I say we ma- we watch the movie sequel, Final Fantasy VII: Advent Children. It's all complete. I'm I'm up for that. Yep. And then Is, uh, li- yeah. To, to make everyone feel old, Final Fantasy VII came out 20 years ago. 
And the remake is still puttering along, I'm sure. They're, they said recently they're still working on it. And yeah, well, if you all know Square Enix, it's, that game will come out on that game's 30th anniversary. <laughs> right after Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. Oh, after Kingdom Hearts 3? You're, you're giving them uh, too much credit for Kingdom Hearts 3. Fair enough. <laughs> I figured Disney would be a little bit pressuring them a little bit more uh hey i'll put it i'll put this in perspective kingdom hearts 2 came out 11 years ago oh god <laughs> yeah we're old almost to this day to this month at the very least <laughs> all right folks we'll see you next time oh Later, where everyone. can they find us sorry oh yeah duh uh you can find us online at frustratedpodcast.com you can find us on iTunes or Google Play Podcast under The Frustrated Fans. And uh, both Pete and I have uploaded some stuff to YouTube, so you can find some stuff on there. Like I've uploaded a couple clips, including if you want to hear me freak the hell out over Dragon Ball Z, you can check out when uh, I blew up at Resurrection F. Yep. And you are that another episode you have fail, not failed to mention it. Good for you. yee <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone.